Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Brian James Miller. Join Brian as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. What up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 100. Woo! Woo! Dude, that's the first time I got a woo out of him. This guy closes million-dollar deals, and he does not not. even celebrate like that. I don't. You don't. If you did not know, I have to say that that voice is the wonderful, handsome, debonair, one of my greatest friends. That's right. Most trusted advisors. That's right. Sweetest men in the world. The one and only John Welches. Thank you, everybody. You should put some applause in. If there was applause, if I had sound effects, I would do it. Like a dying John was guest 100 <laughs> on the podcast. One. <laughs> I mean, number one. He 100, too. Well, he was guest one on the podcast. He was guest, I think it was like 50-something is right. when we did it again. I'm not 100% positive, but Ian. But this, is, this is 100. This is 100. Percent happening. Oh. Take a drink every time we say 100. All right, taking drinks. We're drinking on the podcast. Oh, you just heard that. All right, so that's not all. We don't just have John. No. Because if we had only John, like, you're great. And I love you. I'm the least of these. I love you. But there is great. Yes. My beautiful, wonderful, hot and sexy. We can't talk too much about that right now. This is like rated not M. Like R, but not M. She is <laughs> so mature. Mature. Yeah, M A or something like that. Um, NC seventeen. She is my oh, best easy. friend. She's my baby. <laughs> She's been on many episodes of the podcast. We were doing Sunday downloads for a while. The now famous Michelle Miller. Hi, everybody. Hi. You're gonna have to talk louder, or no one will ever hear you. The mic is okay. right in her face. I know. You're probably just gonna have to eat the mic. Okay, episode 100. Do you remember what it was like when we first started, John? You were much more uh, calmer. No way. <laughs> you were less refined. Mm. You become a very fine interviewer. Oh, a very fine interviewer. Yes. I feel so important for that. Um, it was rough. I felt like I had to carry the whole episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. The drink is already talking. <laughs> John made us, if you're watching this on video, you're going to see some of it, but if you are only listening, you are not going to know that we are drinking Old Fashions crafted by John himself. Clumsily crafted. He did spill. I did. But you got it together. We have, we're drinking. You made it work out, we're drinking. We had a shot of Fireball already, too. Nobody needs to know that. (laughs) Everybody needs to know everything. If you're not watching, you're not experiencing. That was against my will. That is so, yeah. I handed you the cup. Few people drink Fireball as willingly as you. It's so good. But this was warm, and so it wasn't that good. It's like a big red liquefied mess. Yes. Okay. That's good. Um, Speaking of red, this episode is brought to you by Red Mallard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just for that, you're going to have to pay me. Content marketing. I'll give you that. You still owe me. I know. There's back invoices that you owe me. Oh. Um, when we started episode number one, July of 2018, I remember. Yes. That was when we started. How many months was that after you left your job? 
month and a half. But I had already been using, so before, uh, so we were since retired, Excellence Mindset, uh, that was the original podcast name. Now we are Authentic Conversations. It's just way better, more real. But I remember I was using the name, I was using the logo, I was just sharing some stuff along that idea. Um, yeah, so, but it was just, it was very simple back then. Yeah, excellence mindset was also a misspelling. On purpose. Intentional. I know I'm with you. But it has to be noted that it was it was a misspelling, but it was clever. It was. But it excellence in selling. But it just didn't fit all the way. Well, it's a defined audience, which I'm all you know, I love niches and I help love helping people. Snitches embrace. get you stitches. No, stitches. There's riches in the niches. Snitches get stitches. Why am I even here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening. We'll get, we'll get Isn't that a saying? Snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. See, you're here to clarify things that we say. I've never heard that before. What? That's... You never heard that before? If you snitch, you get a stitch. You're going to get your butt beat. I was never on the streets as much as you. Oh my gosh, dude. Have you ever watched a movie? Whoa. I mean, <laughs> like Boys in the Hood? <laughs> Okay, you want to know what's so funny? That's exactly the movie that came to my mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they said that. And I haven't no. seen it. No, no, they didn't. What's your favorite movie, John? Ooh, that's a great question. Okay, by the way, you should know already that episode 100 is just going to be a whole bunch of stuff. Off topic. Nonsense. Maybe we're going to get into something really serious at some point. So I'm a cinephile. So I, I love Whoa. movies. Whoa, a what? No, come on. <laughs> I, I love all kinds of movies. My favorite movie, though, is more of like a part of my upbringing. It's Lawrence of Arabia, which is one of the great epics that was ever made back in the 60s by the epic director, David Lean. And I saw this movie for the first time on the 20th... Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> on the 25th anniversary showing at the... Uh, I think it was at the Arclight in L.A. And it was... To me, it was an ex it was a massive event because you know when I, my memory serves, there were people like dignitaries from all over the world who come to watch to, the movie. Come to watch the movie. Now, come on, get me, go with me on this. And so you know that was my first movie theater experience, and this is like a massive epic. You know, set in the the the, the Arabian desert. It's the the story of T. Lawrence. I mean, paid right, played by. Uh, Peter O'Toole in his first real movie role. He's a prolific actor. I mean, just went on to do amazing things. And it's an amazing movie. I mean, it's set in the real story of, you know, during the World War One, the, the the Arab tribes are all rivaling against the British Empire for their territory. I know this is not exactly what your audience wants to hear. <laughs> However, yeah, there's a point here. There. There's a there's point, a point here. here. Other than the fact that you were just answering so my question. So it became the first, my first movie theater experience to memory. Oh. And I just... I fell in love watching this movie more and more and more. And so well, what I realized, I mean, so I said I, I like all kinds of movies. You know, so when the Star Wars original episodes came out. Star the Wars real one, ones, two, the real three, ones. No, not the four, five, and six. Oh. Episodes one, two, and three. Well, we were in love with four, five, and six because huh. that's what our upbringing was. We, right. So we, just, we camped out for episodes one, two, and three at Big New Park. Oh, yeah, all right. At Fashion Island. One of the biggest theaters west of the Mississippi held like, you know, 
500, 600 people. Amazing theater, amazing experiences. What I realized in camping out for that movie was all those dignitaries that I thought were there for that 25th anniversary special were just people dressed up in sheets as Arabians. Because <laughs> I was oh dressed God. up as Boba Fett or Darth Vader or whatever. <laughs> I was shirtless with a Darth Vader mask on running after Mercedes Benz. How old were you? I was 20. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when we camped out for a movie? It was one of the re-releases of one of the new Star Wars. Down at Irvine Spectrum. Oh, that's We right. did? Yeah. You and me. Well, we didn't camp out. We waited in line for hours. And I'll never forget. This is pre- Was that when they did life. all three in one day? No, 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 no. It was just I did one. that one time. But I was so high that we got into the theater after waiting all that time and I fell asleep. And I don't even remember watching the movie. I don't remember going. So <laughs> I must have been quite as high as well. I do remember. Let me, let's return to my story. Okay. Wait. I remember what, What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's a good question. Other than Billy Madison. No, those are not my, they're my favorite. Adventures like mindless. Do you know that that's I. That's a good movie. You know that I got a lot of good feedback off of my It's Cool to Pee Your Pants post the other day. I know. It's oh, because geez. everybody thinks that Billy Madison is funny. It's and, and. Like it's, multiple people followed up with, uh, if it's cool to pee your pants. Call me Miles Davis. Call me Miles Davis. <laughs> multiple people sent me that message. Who, uh, you know, the finest album, jazz album, is Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. You're shall so I, Shall I go on? <laughs> okay. Can I get you a have cigarette? a favorite? <laughs> you can if you want in here. I don't have one. Um, we only got one more month on the lease, right? <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? They can't fix our damn door. I mean, who cares? That's you know what we got broken into? You posted okay. about favorite movie we're gonna come back to this i don't forget uh i like the old movies too like from my childhood yes but mine are not quite as classy as yours like pretty in pink breakfast club well that's classy and i like breakfast club but i'm talking more like goonies Mm. oh that's classic and clueless is a newer classic but (laughs) that's another one i like i like comedies that's where i typically What's your favorite Stick. comedy? Hmm. We, I mean, we have Billy Madison. There's we... so many different time, types of comedy films. Like, the Adam Sandler movies are stupid funny. Like, it's right. literally like, you're like, wow, you are almost embarrassed that you're laughing because it's so dumb. Like the first seven minutes of Super Troopers. Yeah, but that's not stupid funny. That's pretty, like, Ridiculous funny. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. It just depends on my mood. I like all different types of funny. I like, um, what are the movies with Chris Tucker and... Rush Hour. Rush Hour movies. I enjoy those because it's funny. My wife loves. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I told you this episode. I'm so sorry, everybody. Like, we're 12 minutes in and we haven't even really said anything good yet. What do they need to hear? I don't know yet. It's just going to come to us at one point. Want to know my favorite movie of all time? Oh, oh yeah, he likes those types of movies. Why? Why? Why do you respond like that? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a like when I the only thing I liked about Top Gun was my parents got surround sound, like in I thought like they got surround sound. Oh jeez, <laughs> they got surround sound in 1992. Oh, the planes were flying all around. That's the thing we put on first. 
Like we we weren't cool. Like we missed the laserdisc era. Of oh like, yeah. You know, Orange County living. We got you know a DVD, but we had Bose speakers. Like Bose, you know, that's the thing. And you know, you could see these speakers because it wasn't <laughs> they were anything. So huge. It wasn't you know you didn't you couldn't put speakers in the ceiling yet or in the walls, and so or maybe you know we couldn't afford it. But that had a really big hole. That was a big moment, though. It's like, yeah. you know, all this amazing sound system on this 32-inch TV with, you know, that was deeper than the screen. So, Do you but know? that's all I like about that movie. I Tom Cruise is a fine actor, cause, but we've been spoon-fed that he is a fine actor. He just plays a great character. He, Maverick is dope, and so is Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder. You don't even know that was one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> oh movie. my gosh! That is utter garbage. Oh my gosh! Utter garbage. All those good things I said about him earlier, I don't know if I can if I can support well, them anymore. You can talk about some of your other movies that you love. What like else? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Footloose. I, I, I referenced. Footloose. I referenced a Patrick Swayze quote, Dalton from Roadhouse, mm-hmm. yesterday on Instagram. I did. <laughs> you want to know what I referenced? Did you watch Ghost. my Instagram story? Ghost is his. Best Did you want to know what I referenced? Best movies ever made. Ghost. He's a bouncer and he tells people to be nice. Okay. Even when people are giving you a hard time, you should be nice. That's a good lesson for today. Really That's good it. until the end. He pulls the guy's jugular out of his throat and kills him. He was trying to be nice. The guy <laughs> pushed him too far. I mean, you see what happens in society today when people get pushed too mm, far. Let's go there, shall we? Not yet. Right. We're not ready yet. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that discussion. You can. We're going to put you on blast. You're here. You're stuck talking now. Now what? You just killed the moment. Oh, so exciting for a second. Yeah, she did. No, you killed the moment when you talked bad about Tom Cruise. That's right. Seriously. I'll take the fall. You'll take the fall. Everybody right now. No, you don't have a public Instagram profile. I I want them to send you hate mail. I want them to send you hate mail. Hate text. That's not nice. Do you support Tom Cruise? You don't like what John just said? Click vote now. Click something. Text him. I'm going to send, you out, send out your cell phone number. <laughs> he won't do it. I don't know by heart. It's in my phone. Yeah, you don't know anything by Nobody knows anything by heart. Nobody knows anything by heart. I never my junior anymore. high best friends by heart. <laughs> I remember their numbers by heart. You do? Yeah. I remember my original phone number at my house. Is it still? My mom's number still the same? Mm-hmm. It is. I don't want to say it. No, call my mom. 714-524-9672. I don't think it's that anymore. Call that number, 714-524-9672. Ask for Carol. I don't think that she has that phone number anymore. You are going to be in a lot of trouble. I should have you call my mom on her real phone. That would be so amazing. No, no it wouldn't. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's, this is the fireball talking. No, 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 no. Not, not even close. We have like three more shots to go before that. <laughs> that would be so funny. Maybe I'm going to do that on a future vlog. I'm going to put my mom's phone number up there, and I'm going to get people to call her. What an episode. Why would you do that? Your poor mother. Have you heard that John Cena morning bit? No. This is Ian. He's talking from the back, and he's not Mike. John Cena morning? It's it's not him, but it's like they're announcing a pay-per-view event, and they keep prank calling this lady. It's like a morning show thing. You haven't seen Uh, that? No. Now I'm going to have to Google it. You have to cut that part. David Letterman used to bring his mother on the show to do bits. Mm. You should bring Carol. Mom, 
on no, the show. No, my mom does not listen to this podcast. Well, I, I'm pretty sure his mother didn't watch every episode of David Letterman. Michelle seemed like she's listened to like six episodes. She's better than me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're not your target audience. You're my friend. Hey. You know friends are supposed to support each other no, and do business friends, with each you other? Know that. I'm not giving Pro- you any more referrals. No Pro- more. Profits are not welcome in their own home. You know that. Oh my gosh. That's gospel. Right I get there. to hear you every day. Oh. Live and in person. So let's not try to throw said. shade if, on me. What if you were listening to other guests? That was said in love. Listen, I only want to hear you. I've had some wonderful he conversations. He didn't even hear that. She fixes he it. Didn't because that was nonsense. That. That's not nonsense. That was total beep. If I'm tuning in, it's because I'm tuning in to hear what you have to say. No, no, no. You have. Uh, you could have listened to a wonderful story, Heather Falcone. Two and a half hours, I think we talked. I think I cut down the episode a little bit. She climbed a mountain. Mount Kilimanjaro, right? Yeah. I always get the big mountains confused. She just posted about it the other day. She should. It was an amazing story. Ian, bing! You're going to go back and, like, mark that post, or mark that episode. Don't tell him how to do his job. No, he does a good job when he does that stuff. Okay. That was a subtle reminder to do a good job when you do that stuff. He does a good job. Way to talk off the mic. Um, what's the best thing, Michelle, that's happened in 2020? Wow. So many amazing things. I don't know. It's hard to choose. That's sarcasm, by the way. Um, <laughs> Dripping with sarcasm. So much. Um, I just think maybe the time at home, all of us together, just more valuable time. Even though we're kind of forced to have it or especially in the beginning when there was the whole stay at home in order but um probably that just being together more can you not do that i'm literally talking i was making sure your mic's on oh you're talking so quiet marriage is (laughs) it's off it's been off this whole time (laughs) cool you must have clipped it when you i didn't touch it don't don't oh her. man! That was all you. All that gold talk about the movie—we're gonna have to cut it. Your Peter Oh Tolstoy. my gosh! No, we're gonna hear you it. You wanted to cut that, you know. <laughs> this isn't my podcast. This is his. You're my creative You're director, your though. Art. Oh my gosh! I uh, knew it. I, I no, couldn't see no. your. I couldn't okay, see your audio. So just to bring everybody up to speed. Michelle because... loves Goonies. She loves talking to me, Ryan, or she loves hearing from me, but Ryan, she doesn't necessarily listen to the podcast Ryan episodes. Ryan did not turn on his wife's mic. Mm-hmm. Dude, I checked here. it earlier. You moved I it. I didn't touch it. It's Here, I'm going to give you a, a piece of advice. As somebody who's been married less than time than you, <laughs> own it. You guys so full of it. Christine Welches, I oh, want sh- you to know whether don't, or don't not. I want to know whether name. or not. Don't say her name. I want to know whether or not. John owns Say it. my name. Oh my oh. gosh. Oh, I own it. Man, you said some good stuff, and there's no way it's going to get picked up in there. It's okay. You have it in your memory. You days. know what? It wasn't meant to be. The now is meant to be. The Lord ordained it True. to not be there. Or you I screwed up. up with the mic. Oh, now you're going to start cussing. Ask me about my favorite 2020. No, I'm back to Michelle. She's not. She didn't get to answer because her mic wasn't on. Let's welcome Michelle to the show. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, show. Son Just of a gun. Okay, what's the favorite thing that happened? Look at Everybody knows that 2020 has not been awesome. 
we've had challenges. There's been quarantine. There's been racial tension. There's been political divide. That does not mean good has not happened. You said that time at home. But I want you to think like, what is one thing like you're just so pumped on that's happened in 2020? I'm not setting you up. I just I really want I you to. I feel like you're trying to lead me into saying something. Okay, think about that. John, what's one thing that's been you're super happy about that's happened in 2020? Elsie May. Oh. My fourth child. Uh, Holy smokes. The confusion first. in his face. She wow. entered this world. There's she nothing did. more that matters. See? There's always political divide. There's always going to be disruption in culture, blah, blah, blah. There's there's only one time when new life emerges. Ooh. That's a good one. Should we just drop all of our mics and be done right there? You know, you can. We, we're always going to disagree. The three of us are never going to agree on everything. I know. But culture, media, social media, everybody has something to say. It always matters, and that's very important. However... Stack that up against a child. So pound sand. Yes. So nineteen years into my marriage, let me tell you something. Go ahead. You can I want to hear it. This you is gonna can, be good. You can always agree. You can always find a way to agree. How's that? That just that's it. You compromise. <laughs> you agree. See, compromise is not not the key. I right. think it's owning and elevating. That's my new oh podcast. My owning and elevating. Marriage marriage uh, therapy. Okay, tell me what you mean by that. I think more If you are still listening right now, praise <laughs> to you. I'm going to send you a hat or something. They probably all have a hat already. No. No? Not yet. That's right. There's new boxes arriving every day. Every day. <laughs> okay, please tell us what owning and elevating is. Owning means that even if you feel you're right, you need to know that somebody else them being right to them is, is is sometimes in the moment more important. And elevate that person. Even your, if they're your wrong? Your spouse, your partner, whatever. Even if they're wrong? What are they wrong about? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Are we talking about debating opinion or truth? What is truth? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, We're, my God. I'm, I'm bringing Bible in. First Corinthians, you shall know. In, right now we know in part. Then we shall know in full. Okay, so when is whatever that? Whatever human truth is, is all we know as truth. What if Jesus was talking about... Well, that was Paul, technically. Go but but what, if, what if the Bible's talking about before Jesus died and after Jesus died? Clarify that question, which is my way of buying time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good tactic. So, what if, when Jesus, before Jesus came, yeah, right, it was, uh, it was prophecy, right? Prophesied him coming, prophesied what would happen. Okay. And so he came, he revealed himself. Yes. And so now we have the truth. Okay. And so we're not waiting on a future. What are we no. waiting to know? Waiting to know what? Well, he gave pretty clear instructions on what we need to know. Love him, love others. So then, what other truth are you waiting for? I'm not waiting for anything. You said earlier that we're waiting on truth. I that those words did not emanate from my my. The fireball has hit this guy for sure. <laughs> waiting on truth? 
<laughs> Did he not say that? No, I didn't say through. I said we shall know. We now we know in part. Then we shall know in full. I didn't so you say don't know the whole truth. truth. We don't know the whole story. Oh, okay. We Can know a part of the. We know a part of the truth. <laughs> we know what we need to know now. There will come a point where we need to know more later. That's death. Sorry, everybody. He's uh, he has so much depth in what he just said right there. He sounds so smart. I don't know if I can make sense of it. Have you thought about what you really liked in twenty twenty? Hey, come back to me. <laughs> um, how about our fun trips to the river? All right. Those have been something that I have very much looked forward to. Why? I've always been a kid. Because you feel like you're far away, but you're not too far away. And uh, it's a good time to unplug a little bit, which I feel like you do a pretty good job of doing when you're there. And just be around each other and our friends. There's a little nugget there. Jump on it. Jump on it. When is Ryan not... When is he too plugged in while at home? Um, Calm down. Wait, what do you mean by that? She knows what I mean. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Uh, he has his moments where I'm like, okay, you can put that down. But for the most part, especially like over the last year, he's done a lot better job of um, he'll come home and be like, I have just a few more things to do for work, and then I'm done. And then he'll close the computer, puts it away, and with the exception of him picking up his phone every once in a while, like I feel like he's pretty good about unplugging and this time. Yeah. Take that. No, it's wonderful. So he's trying to team me up. No, we've had a prayer team praying for you for years. I appreciate the prayers. You should keep praying. I think what's been really good about that time is I think that back to what you said, like everything is divided, John. And you know, like that's always going to be there. I think that the best relationships that we have are ones where people are willing to hold us accountable and at the same time people let us be ourselves like i don't know why this theme has been like so redundant when it was like um i'm rubber your glue i said that on one of the recent blogs brilliant it was really good it's a really good thing nobody said it wasn't it's really good we need to start being rubber more often yes and letting things bounce off of us and stick to the people that are being mean and then the billy madison like it's cool to pee right like, there's all these, like, childhood thoughts. Like, do you remember what it was like to be a kid on the playground? Yes, I do. What was fun? My favorite all-time thing was the monkey bars. Why? Because I got to hang and swing and be free. What I was your hated the monkey bars. What was your favorite thing? I have no upper body strength. <laughs> You're like a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, now I, you know, I've got more lower body problems than... <laughs> <laughs> I could probably maybe get three in at a okay. monkey bars. What? Forget like a moment. Like, what about your childhood? Do you remember that was like so great about the playground? No, just in general. Like, That's what? Too, what too was great general. about being a child? I had a great childhood. What? I had great parents. You didn't really have to care about that much. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, there was no responsibility. You got to be free. There was very few financial burdens. So do we make those burdens? Do we create those burdens ourselves? Or are those somehow there? No, this is they're... a part of the world. This is a part of survival. Those Why? burdens have, because we've Take chosen not to be homeless, we've 
chosen to own or or be responsible for people that need a home. I was going to say something about that was definitely going to get me unfollowed. Why don't you just move to another state where half the country is going, half California is going, and then it's cheaper? Because it's not cheaper because half of California is going there. Therefore, the the price of those those homes is is far exceeding what the actual residents and locals can actually afford now. But don't you think that we've Speaking imposed to Idaho? Idaho, I hear you. <laughs> I'm listening. Who said that the other day? Everybody said it back in uh, June or May. We just heard that. Oh, we were listening to uh, Pastor preach this last weekend, and he says. <laughs> Like you don't preach? Have to... I haven't heard pastor preach in a long time. I know you haven't. <laughs> Should I name your church? <laughs> oh, oh, I haven't listened to virtual church in quite some time. Okay. We were listening to a pastor preach last Sunday, and he said, all you guys need to quit you quit leaving California and going to Idaho and Texas. Well, and it's so funny because that's Salt and light. I mean, we're, you know, if the, the more salt, whatever. The more, the, more, the more light. you retreat, the more there is no... There is no uh, friction. The more, I mean, the more this, light that's gone, the more darkness is present. Okay. There that's you go. Basically, that's, what he was saying. That's in wonderful. The I know that's exactly what he was saying. We should not be leaving. We should stay and continue to be. Our okay, family. so back to the point, though. Don't you think you've imposed a lot of those financial burdens on yourself? Yeah, of course. I have high tastes. <laughs> I spent high I, taste. I, I, didn't, I didn't just get the Woodford. I got the double oak. <laughs> Double O at Costco, of course. Like, uh, <laughs> there's still more than the other one. That's all that matters. You just went for the bottle that was a little more expensive. Ouch! Don't you think that's the problem, though? Like we impose. What's the problem? I mean, you're saying the problem as though there's one problem. Is this the we problem? We impose the problem. Most of the problems on ourselves. Remember when we? Remember when we were on the verge of losing our house? So 2000, beginning of 2013 was the one that was really coming realization that we were gonna we were gonna have to leave yeah. and do you remember what we said do you yes. remember like what one of the key things was yes was what that we're together it didn't matter where we lived as long as we were together as long as we like if we were in a cardboard box on the side of the street that would not be awesome no, but as long as we like were with, with each other mm -hmm. that would happen right okay that was 2013 right we lose our house in November fast forward Four years, almost four years, three years and 11 months, we experience a near life-losing moment. Mm -hmm. And what's the most important thing? That we're alive and we're together. That we're alive and we're together. Right. And isn't it crazy to think that like, when things are the most fragile and that when we think about what means the most to us, that's what we gravitate towards. And yet, the majority of our problems are not created by that thing they're created by other things that will negatively affect that thing yes but they're imposed on ourselves like i think it's crazy how we create so many of the frustrations the stress the challenges the negativity yes there's all kinds of things around us that are creating that too but i think the majority of it is stuff that we impose on ourselves then why because we want what other people have we want what what we think is going to make us happy, and yet when we get really when we get down to it, that's not what makes us happy. Is that wrong? No, that that's more of the problem, I think. Is so we go to one or two extremes. Either we want all the stuff, right? I want a nice house in Orange County. 
want to drive nice cars, want to go on vacations, I want to do whatever, I want to make six figures, I want to make seven figures. So we want all those things. And so then the swing in the other direction, which we heard for years and years was, I don't want to focus on any of that stuff. All I want is my family and I just want to be happy and I don't, I don't want to be a slave or bound to those things. But I think that there's a balance in the middle. I think the middle is valuing what's most important to us and at the same time, enjoying and striving for those other things without making those other things things that weigh us down or burden us when we don't get them. What do you think about that? I mean, I agree. I, I think it's, excuse me, I think it's a little bit more obvious. That's probably not the best word to say, but I'm just trying to figure out how to word it. But I feel like for us, we know that we can get through those things because we have hope in Jesus Christ. Like what, what he has for us, we know is far greater than anything we could ever obtain here on this earth at all. And so I feel like we don't hold on to those things or we try not to hold on to those things as tightly as those who don't have that same hope. So I think that is where, I mean, I would say it's like an advantage, but I mean, that's a kind of a crappy way to say it. I just don't really know exactly how to yeah, no, word sure. it. But, yeah. but I think if we didn't know Jesus when we did and we were getting ready to lose our house and we did, I think things would have turned out a lot different because we weren't in the right headspace to have that hope. It was, it would have been something more like, you failed me, I failed you, let's just leave each other because it's not working out. I think that would have been like the easier road to take, but because of what Jesus did in us individually and as a couple and a family, we had a different type of hope but then why is it that the automatic default when we get frustrated or stressed or anxious now? Because we're still human. We're still here. We're still like a part of the world here, even though we're not of the world. Whoa. We're still here. We have the same pressures and the same desires. It's So it's back to, so we put those on ourselves. Sure, totally. How about that, John? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I think it's also that even if that is our default, you know, to say, like, when I'm feeling anxious, you know, it's often very, you know, uh, second nature now to say, God or Jesus, why? Why this feeling? Why this anxiety? And him to, you know, I'm not asking God to fix it. Sometimes I am. Fix it right away. Um, and he won't, or it takes time. Yeah, because he will. It just takes time. It doesn't. I don't. I want the anxiety gone right now. Yeah. But the more I am anxious, the more I am drawn closer to him. The more I want to just let go and be and release it, which allows him to do his work through that. Right. And so the weakness that we experience, the anxiety, all these things that allow us to, you know, take our eye off of him, also, you know. For some of us brings us back that much closer and deeper to him and so for me it's been a journey of going where i was in these fogs for weeks and months of depression to now you know hours days maybe maybe a week where there's a fog or there's something that's just drawing me off my goals or drawing me off of feeling you know an intimacy with god but even then he's at work and i have faith that he is at work and so and I think I'm just sort of getting used to that being the mode 
because we can't be high on life every single day, every single moment. At some point, it's an act. At some point, it's fraudulent. And that is where the more those of us who want, are aware of that uh, need to be vulnerable with God can bridge that for other people and our vulnerability with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that what you guys both say, I mean, I think it's 100% true. I think we know that, and I think that we do our best to lean into that, and we know our vulnerabilities. I think just a lot of the challenge goes back to, I think we don't regularly admit that we are the ones that put ourselves into that circumstance and accept that. It's like, yeah, that's what we do, but I'm well, still going to be frustrated, or I'm still going to be pissed because I don't have X, Y, so or Z. that's my, you know, that's the question I guess I would ask you is, is that not, though, the reality of we're in a war? Because I think we put ourselves in situations, but I think also God allows us to be put in situations that require us to act or submit because this there is, you know, attack is attack, war is war. The enemy wants to win. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. I don't understand half of it. But it is what it is, and God is the victor. But, you know, in this life, this is still our our battle. And... Yeah, so I'll bring up a today circumstance with being... I shared a little bit of this with Michelle when we got home right before we recorded this. Um, so uh, I'll save all names for um, anima, no, anonymity. Yeah, anonymity, not an anonymous. How about Hip hop anonymous. C Y A S. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, so uh, I'm talking to this guy, and or girl. Okay, and <laughs> he shares. He shares this. There, there's John being politically correct. Um, that, that balances out, by the way. Earlier, my Trump and Biden thing. Um, they didn't hear it though. We're gonna cut it. Oh no no no! It's remember, gonna be we don't know who you're voting for coming this election, but make sure you get out and vote. <laughs> oh man! Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I don't know who I'm voting for yet. I didn't vote for either Trump or Hillary in the last election. Hillary ran the last election. <laughs> she did. I didn't get an email about that, but maybe she got my email. <laughs> she probably has it. That's right. She ran away because I think she was like being prosecuted for something. Or not because. Yeah, I know. This so. podcast is never going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be somehow deleted. Yeah. Uh, we voted for Evan McMullen. He was a third party candidate at the time. A fine American. Yeah, he was a fine American. He was He was the finest of the bunch. This time around, I don't know yet. No, I don't know. I don't either. Um, so anyway, so I was talking to this guy. He shares this devastating circumstance that he's in. Just really bad thing happened. He's feeling guilty. He's being partially responsible for it. Like just very evil act. Not that he did himself, but had some initial kind of responsibility. for it. And he's not necessarily like follower of Jesus, but it's got some kind of direction there. And, um, I shared with him, I said to him, like all of these things that happen to us that are bad, like,
evil things that happen, awful things that happen to us, we don't have to like accept them as good. Like I think that's a lot of the problem of Christianity is it's like God does all things for good. And so like they misinterpret that that verse. And so then it's like, it's good. I just I chalk it up as good. It's like, no, it really sucks. It's really bad. Like maybe I participated in some evil act. Maybe I did something really bad. But I think what's really important is, is there's a purpose in all of this bad stuff and it allows us and shapes us to become the person that we are today. And so it's actually helping us. Like I said to him, which I've said this to multiple people, and this is a, a gnarly statement that I make and it's always really, really hard. But like I said, we watched our friend die right in front of us. And apart from giving up my wife and my two kids, literally apart from, from that, I would do anything I could to take back that full event. I would give up every dollar I've made since then. I would give up any chance at success for the rest of my life. I would give up every material possession. I would give up almost every other relationship that I have apart from them dying. Like I, I would do so much to take that back. And yet, I am a better person today because of what happened. No question about it. Like, don't you think you are? I think I'm a different person. I mean, you can't not be changed from experiencing something like that. What, what do you, okay, but like, hold on. What do you think, what do you think about you is better because of what happened? And by the way, you all know my wife obviously was there, like took around a round of ammunition and eighth of an inch from her head, right? So like she was even more affected than I was in this moment. So more personal, more direct. But anyway, so like specifically, what do you think you are better for as a result of what happened? I think I'm more grateful for the life that I have grateful that the Lord spared me I mean that's really what I think of is like now the things that maybe used to bother me or the things that I felt were important aren't as important I see how God has created a beautiful day like it was supposed to be crappy weather and it's beautiful out or like there's just certain things I look at things differently I think in that way I see the beauty I see God's hand in everything how about relationships how are they different I feel like I went two ways on that one. Go ahead. Um, Let's go the bad way first. The bad way, I pulled away from a lot of relationships that I felt didn't minister to me in the way I would have liked. And that was now, like, being more introspective. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, I really felt the Lord kind of convicting me of, you need to look at yourself and see why relationships are not where you'd like them to be so I think that's new that's definitely new for me but okay so I pulled away from relationships and then on the other side I saw the value in certain relationships that felt strong and were um, really there for me especially after that event do you so think our relationship is better yeah yeah I do so not thankful for what happened but thankful for what's happened as the result of what happened. Well, I mean, you probably wouldn't want me to say this, but like you literally saved 
so if you hadn't done that, yeah, like that. it just, it just, I, I've always loved you a lot, but just the fact like people were like till death do us part, like you literally like went there, like you laid on top of me and was like, you're taking away from me. So that's a whole different way that, that you know, opened up my eyes in a different way. You know, like this is not just lip service. This is like he legitimately was a dyke. I didn't mean to go there. <laughs> but think about that. Like, and you said it, I didn't. I don't want to like use myself necessarily as an example, but my, I, I've shared enough. Like, in one sense, there was like a split second of what the hell. And then I did it, right? Like, I, I guess it was just this quick moment of like, I can't believe this is going to happen. But like, I would have never been tested like that had that not happened. And so even in that, like our relationship is better. And it's terrible when we think about, which goes all the way back to what we talked about, you know, like thinking of 2020. I think so many people, and understandably so, like we don't have to love when bad things happen and the negative circumstances. But I think the two ways that we always do it is, is we just gloss over it as like whatever. It's just we're going to get past it. Everything is good, which that's not true. And then the other side is people just live in the misery of the negativity of what happened. And I think in between is like this really good opportunity to say like that sucked. I literally I try as often as possible to never say hate. I hate, hate, hate that moment of our life. And yet I'm a better person because of it. 2020, I'm a better person because of it. What are you thinking, John? Well, it's uh, it's it's a profound, I mean, yet so simple idea because you know, on the one hand, we all go through every day we're faced with moments that we're not even aware of that change our lives in an instant, you guys face the reality of something that did change your lives and your community in an instant. Um, and I think what our, what the nation is facing right now, you know, as speaking as a white male from Orange County who has, you know, little perspective on other experience um, there's a there's there's there seems to be this moment of reckoning I guess or just where all of our processes and structures and systems are being questioned all at once and is the answer this guy or that guy this white guy or that white guy no but they're making it about that and What's the difference? What's the outcome going to be for, for everybody? It's not going to be who is, you know, sleeping in the White House and shaking hands with people and trying not to send out a bomb at this day or that day. It's it's the collective momentum or the collective agreement of people to be more loving, be more civil, be more understanding, and not put like we talked about earlier. It's 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 not necessarily agreeing, but 
it's owning and uplifting. You know, I, crazy that it would come back to that moment. <laughs> you did such a great job My of brilliance. bringing it right I, back. I can't harness this brilliance. Oh, jeez. But let me allow me to I go mean, further. come on. Allow me to go You were saying further. something so good. Well, let me get back good. to it then, okay. if you wouldn't mind. Please. <laughs> but the, pro, the, 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 the thing is, is, like, I may not agree with, like, police reform. But it's evident that there needs to be changes in how police are trained or how police are equipped to calm or settle situations. And so it's obvious that we all need to be reformed in some capacity. Okay, so stop there. Boom. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> that, that, take a drink of your old fashioned. 100. Here we go. I'm already on my second glass. This is just whiskey now with the orange peel that I didn't want to peel out. He's such a man, Michelle. I know. That's why she loves me so much. Okay. Drinking whiskey. <laughs> Gosh. It's adding. It's like okay. good commentary. Um, great commentary. We are looking for change from an external circumstance or an external event. We're looking for change as it relates to an election so right whoever's gonna pretend to lead this country and i did not mistakenly say pretend um to pretend to lead our states state the mess of california which is like literally one of the worst that i've seen ever um to see change as it relates to race or gender sexual orientation like you name it right we're looking to see change. And it's it's not that we can't seek to have change happen, but I think that more often than not, our desire to see change happen is a way to abdicate responsibility. It's a way to push responsibility off on somebody else. Yes. Because in reality, right, utopia, which doesn't exist, if we would just all, I'm all the way back to my roadhouse quote and reference. No. Dalton. He said to be nice. Like, if you really think about it, if everyone could just be kind to each other, we would wipe away the mass majority of problems that exist. But we don't do that. Even now, like when we talk about the fact that people are protesting, and some for very good reasons, like people just turn evil. And it turns from like, let's turn evil or our evil, evil or, or evil comes out of them. But like, they choose evil. Okay, they do. They don't Some of turn, them do. They don't become. They just we we all choose. Okay, that's in fair. That moment to do something despicable. So in in a desire, an initial desire to seek change and reform that's going to be helpful to the greater good of this country, this world, it turns nasty because people can't be nice. In in in, a, in, in, in an attempt to fight for what we want and what we believe in, we just get awful with other people. This is what yeah. we talk about all day in the office. One of my favorite lines from a movie. Lawrence of Arabia? No. <laughs> but one of my favorite lines uh, or scenes is, do you ever see Unforgiven? Oh, yeah. Directed by and starring Clint, Clint Eastwood. And with Gene Hackman. Both who turned 90 this year, which makes us feel really Really? Old. 90? 90. Did you know that? Robert Duvall turns 90 next year. It's crazy. Anyways, the scene from Unforgiven is Isn't when... Isn't it anyway? 
Yes. Aren't you the content specialist? Irregardless. Oh, wow. That was a big one. <laughs> that was great. That was a big um, one. So I don't mean to give away the spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Unforgiven. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, shame on you. That's like Hashtag. not saying not seeing Tombstone. That's fair. That was yeah. that should have been right up there I at know, the top. That was, that's a, what's a Damn it! What happened to me, Doc oh, Holliday? Allow me to continue. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you on my podcast. <laughs> Your podcast. You were given this podcast to Steward. Oh my gosh! Okay. Thank you. Fat. Yeah. Don't defend this guy. You're here to support me. Saying, Remember, I jumped I'm, on you. It probably will support. Get, it's probably been cut out by now, but I am one of your greatest friends. You are one of my I greatest. I was friends. introduced. No, 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 no. We're and keeping most that. listen to host, guest, co-host. Really, a co-host at this point. <laughs> um, anyway, so. Okay, there's a, there's by the bar, way, behind a, all of this is we're all talking. Just keep that thought because I know you're not going to forget what you want to say. Ian is behind this all shooting video, and the poor guy can barely keep the camera steady because he's laughing so much listening to all the nonsense that's happening right now. Can I, can I get a microphone? You can, please. Michelle, do you mind? No, go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if you want to keep this, but... No, we are. Okay, so. Ian Cabrera, creative director Thank you. of the world. Moments ago, Ryan has a serious moment with his wife where they're recounting this horrible incident she says through tears choking like you saved my life and he says later i jumped on you like like rubbing it in her face <laughs> you're supposed to be here for me let me throw this moment remember i saved your life i can't imagine what it's like to be in your house <laughs> so awful. Ah, i saved your life forever, i've never done that till you till you die i've never done that i've never done that, that. Was good. Uh, what? Again? Do we hello, remember what hello. I Hello, I am allowed to say that was a good addition. Dang, man. The last I time wanna... you're going to hear from Michelle Miller. Episode wow. One. I'm, I've, I've, I've never been <laughs> a big proponent of bros before. No, no. But i got to have Ryan's back on this. I, that was not the impression I got. Creative <laughs> uh, director. El director. <laughs> Anyways, back to my story. So, at the end of Unforgiven, there's a major bar fight. Clint Eastwood takes everybody out. Gene Hackman is laying on the floor. He's been shot. He can't move. You know, Clint Eastwood walks up with a shotgun, loads it, and Gene Hackman is just bewildered that he's in this moment. He's been shot, and he just says to himself, he says, I was building a house, you know. I don't deserve this. Clint Eastwood, you know... Rolls back the uh, the trigger or whatever. The, the, the hammer. The hammer. Thank yeah. you. John, thank God. Don't don't have John defend you in a gunfight. Hey, I got great A. Uh, and he says, he's got he kids. says, <laughs> he says, deserve, Did you hear that? <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey. Your can friend we, is trying to tell us. No way. That was great so friend. good. One of my best friends. That's right. That's why I can say that. You got great aim. Okay, go ahead. He says, I don't deserve this. Clint Eastwood says, deserves got nothing to do with it. And then he kills him. Explain that. So we all are in this, We, you know, whether it's through social media or the election or whatever, coverage is being provided to people with their cause or their concern 
demanding these things. We don't deserve anything. But we've been given life. What are we going to do with it? Mm. We deserve no outcomes. We deserve no consideration, depending on your perspective of God and his involvement in your life. But what are we really going to get out of it? Because if you're chasing money, you're going to get money. Mostly. If you're chasing fame, you could maybe get fame. Now with YouTube and all this stuff, supremely untalented people have millions of followers. <laughs> Boy, take that. YouTube no disrespect stuff. to anybody with a podcast either. Oh my God. Calm down. Let, let me speak. Please. You invited me. <laughs> Why? To make it old-fashioned, you just stayed. And it's delicious, by the way. <laughs> um, but no, it's just this, this mindset of deserving or validation and it's just it's in, it's become it's that need is being manipulated by powers that be whatever however the deep state or all this stuff i mean you know easy there don't get into down no 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 wouldn't go there <laughs> but, but now we will hashtag q and on to get more listeners um, <laughs> no, all, you know that can be true or it's most likely total no bro did, I told you the other day, do you realize that there is a huge group of people that believes that there is an encampment no, no, like, underneath Central Park where kids are being stored and the government is trying to break them out? We should edit this part out. No, that is not true. That is crazy talk. That is the same crazy talk of people believe that the earth is flat. There are just certain things that just can't happen. The earth is no longer flat. Oh, gosh. Okay, as you're saying all this, the social dilemma. So good. So good. If you haven't watched it... Is that the Mark Zuckerberg film? You gotta watch it. No, but it is about Mark Zuckerberg. Well, he's just one of... The guy's name is Tristan. Tristan. Not Tristan. Tristan Davis. And he talks about how social media has been built to curate all of our behavior to deliver back to us Ads. not information, which is really crazy, right? Sure, why not? To make, of it. Yeah, but really more to cause us to then behave in another why way. Why do people trust these gargantuan things that they, they, they think they're a service? I mean, that's why Facebook went from what? College students yeah. to mainstream youth. Do you remember why he said that they created the like button? To make people feel good. It was it was actually initially done well, as a way to make people feel good. The whole cycle of Facebook though has gone from college students to becoming, you know, it was a it was a youth sensation, something parents looked down upon. And now those same parents Now I hide from my mom on, on there. Well uh, those same parents that look down upon it are its most active users. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, my mom's on there all the time. Sure. That's why I had to everybody call her. you know, but Sorry, that's mom, the whole, the whole thing though is that it's we we play into our own hands. I'm gonna have my mom on my podcast. I'm making a point. <laughs> you're you're triggering thoughts in my head. That doesn't mean you need to share every single one. <laughs> that is true. That's not true. Not a jerk. A good man. What were your greatest takeaways from the social dilemma, Michelle? I haven't seen it. Why are we talking about it? Because she has oh. and she's got good. You should thoughts. see it for real. It's really good. What was your greatest takeaways? Um I mean, it was kind of what I had already thought, that we were being manipulated. What did you do in our house? Oh, I dropped a hammer. We got rules in the house. Oh. There rules is. You can't like shit. 
Whoa, that's not going to get beat. That was good. That, that was good. <laughs> that wasn't one of the rules. But the rule is WAP can't be played. Oh, that's gosh. for sure rule. And we I don't do, even know what that is. We don't means. do the walk in my house. Are like, no, okay. we're not going there. Okay. So, that's garbage. That's trash. No that's, parents should let their kid listen to that that's song. That's absolutely trash. No. No. We Yeah, we heard the horrible stuff about that. Okay. okay so my biggest take, or no, we're past my, my takeaway. Um, I dropped the hammer for all of us so that it's not just on the kids. She punished herself, too. That's good. This is true. That there is no more cell phone or tablet or computer usage after 7 p.m. Beautiful. So that's that, a hammer drop. The main thing I, I did say if you get a text message, you can respond. I'm not saying that you have to leave people who are asking questions. Has a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend and He's we do got have family. Like so, how are you? What'd you do today? Well, no no no, they don't text. That's Instagram. They no. DM. They Instagram. That's picture. the way that they communicate, or they, they. send pictures to each other of ugly looks on their faces. Yeah, it's, it's a really very bizarre. Inappropriate. Like in the, she, sense the ugliest of, like, level, like gross. you could take. Like, why do you send a picture of yourself like with an awful face? Like she'll like double chin like, it. Why don't smile? Okay, cut this. <laughs> cut this. So no, not inappropriate. It's not no, inappropriate. Like, it's awfully, just like, ugly. Why would you yeah. send an ugly picture of yourself to your boyfriend? Yeah, but because they think it's funny. you guys were in a different generation. Totally. Thank God totally. we didn't have social media or text messaging. Okay, so what did you, you guys would just talk on the phone for four hours at a time? Not Michelle and I. Oh, we were Wait, past that. Was Christine and I. We were in high school. Oh. Michelle and I just hung out. No, we yeah we actually. What does hung out mean? Oh, never mind. We were face we to were, face. We were friends. She'd come to my house and watch 90210. We'd hang out for hours on Melody's the couch. We'd eat platonic. Um, of course. No, there was no, no for real. No, for 100%. Four years. I believe you both. Four years. I believe you both. As the Lord is our witness. No, no, no. You know, I, I know. The look, on your, the look on your face, though, is... Seriously. Thank you. I wish you could get the look on his... No, there is. That camera right there. Okay, good. Okay, good. I don't think that... That wide angle ain't going to get... This wide, wide ass. You keep moving farther and farther away, idiot. Oh, sorry. Okay, so... Allow me to scooch in. That's flattering. No cell phone usage. <laughs> after 7. After 7 p.m. I think you punished yourself of... more than anybody. No, I'm Maybe fine. Alexis. No, Alexis. Yeah, I the mean, oldest. that's how she communicates she's with her best friend. She's on TikTok 24-7. This is, you know, instead of to get a paycheck and move out, she's working on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want her to move out. Aw. I don't want my babies to move out. But then last so night... stay I, with me till they get married. Now, last night I turned and looked at Michelle, and she had her phone touching her her leg. She couldn't get too far away. Okay. First of all... Covert actions. It was because uh, it was on vibrate. And, and she wanted so to feel it, just in case. so, if I get a text message, I can feel it. I need the dopamine response! You are an idiot. <laughs> hey, did you hear what you were saying about me earlier? Just because... I jumped on you. See, here we go. Why? Why do you have to put that out there? I'm, I'm still allowed to say. I wish you had a mic from back there. So we should hire Todd Frazier to do sound effects on your podcast. Can't say no. that. You can say whatever you want. He could put it. Clearly, in you said whatever you want this he whole could time. You put in the Game of Thrones shame. I've never effect. seen that show because I'm not an evil hellion. Heathen. Heathen. That's not true. I've seen Breaking Bad. I'm show, watching Ozark yeah. right now. I just finished the first season. And then, and then you'll cancel me. No, I'm not going to cancel See, Netflix. See, that's Christine. She doesn't want to cancel Netflix because Ozark. No, you want to know why I don't want to cancel Netflix? Go ahead. Because 
if we canceled everything that was bad for us, we would cancel everything. Well, we can't go to Disneyland anymore. We can't use Apple iPhones. You can't wear Nikes. You can't use a cell phone. You can't. there's kids out there overseas earning an honest wage, which is like a dime every week. That's what they need. I think you're going to edit that part out. Why? I don't know. I don't work for them. Uh, I'd love to. Sorry, Nike. We lost your sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd, ra- I'd rather be sponsored by Reebok anyway. This is called satire, so you can't be sued for that. Oh, I think you can be sued for just about anything now. I've been sued. I know you have. You won. In your heart. I didn't win. Hey, 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 let's not talk about this. He brought it up. I did. I like attention. His own client sued him. Shh. No, no, okay, we're, we're stop not it. Far. Edit that out. <laughs> let's start the podcast. We're recording now. Okay, welcome to episode 100 of Authentic Conversation. Take a drink. <laughs> Oh, right now. Yeah. Okay. I think you need another one. Yeah, you do. I'm driving tonight. Tonight? Tonight? Well, it's still today. What time is it? We're going on a date. Oh, oh where yeah? Where are you guys going? I don't know. Uh, what do you mean you don't know? You don't plan dates? Well. You know you have to have a reservation wherever you go because everything's at 25% capacity. Is that right? Hey. We're, maybe we go to Terra. So you Tara's should go to the old Brea Chop House. If you want to spend $400 on dinner. <laughs> yeah, I just went to a steakhouse. It was so good. No, my wife We're going to Vegas in a couple weeks. Go to Delmonico. We are going to go to the steakhouse inside the Encore at the Wynn. What is that, the uh, SW or something? I can't remember what the name of it is. What was the prices for a whole family to come? To go there? Well, it's cheaper to stay than it is to eat there. <laughs> Are you just getting it now that I'm inviting myself? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? My creative director, Ian, is coming with us. Okay. And his wife. take care of my kids, but I can't take care of them. No, I can't take care of your kids. I'll be working. I'll be working. No, no, this is a fun trip. We're not vacationing. I mean, we're not working. We are vacationing. <laughs> Did he have chew in your pocket? <laughs> Look at Look at the chew can in his pocket. Oh, this side's the Liz cat. Oh, that's not the one that broke? Oh, my gosh. Do you know a couple weeks ago we were recording a blog at Adam's office, the doctor? Episode number six, Drop in Doc. And Ian's camera fell over. Oh, my gosh. And I heard a crash and a shout. I was so scared. Thank God the only the only thing that broke, I'm sure it wasn't cheap, but was a lens filter. I thought the camera broke. That would have been bad. I'm checking my email on this podcast. I would have given you my camera, but then I can't because someone stole the damn thing and the microphone that was attached to it. And they actually stole two more microphones. I didn't find that out till right now. Two of those mics they stole too. They're just assholes. And you want to know what's worse? Our property management company, whoever that is, I wish I had their names because I'd say it on the podcast. Uh, I think it's called Property Management Incorporated. Yeah, great. They're in Brea. Don't come rent one of their places. You want to know why? Because their front door went faulty in the middle of the night and didn't lock. And somebody came in and crowbarred open our door. And three weeks later, they still haven't fixed our front door. They still haven't fixed my door. And they said their insurance is not going to pay for any of our stolen stuff. Which was a camera and a microphone and two other microphones and a MacBook. That's a-holes. Don't you agree? Yeah, but you shouldn't just say assholes. You already did. 
Oh, Michelle dropped the cuss word. Chloe's going to be mad at you. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. Chloe counts cuss words when Michelle cusses. What's, what's, the, what's the F word? That's, no, we don't that say that word That doesn't come out of my mouth. She heard, Chloe heard me say it here at the office. Oh, she did? Oof. While she was on her Zoom call with the school. Oh, snap. She had to come out and tell him to be quiet. <laughs> Not to cuss. He's <laughs> so sweet. She is a sweetheart. She got that from her mom. All right, we're gonna land the plane. You done here? Are you over it? No. <laughs> you have to watch the video just so you can see some of John's expressions. He's old-fashioned and one-shot. Clearly, at least changed his mood. Too good, Max. You're Max. a cheap date. You're a cheap date. Me too. Not usual in Penny. <sighs> hey, I bought you breakfast the last two weeks in a row. You bought me eggs today. Clearly not whining and dining me. Where do you want to go? I'll take you anywhere you want. Bravo. Bravo. I'll take you. Did you hear that? What happened? You really wanted him to pay for you, and then you said you would pay. Is this what happened? I know the value he brings. I know the value you bring. It's real nice. You guys are cute. We're moving. We're going to move closer together, smaller office. But only by a little bit. we got to pray that we get that office. Can y'all on the podcast right now pray for us? Don't y'all them. This is Orange County. What does that mean? You haven't moved to Tennessee yet. You're not allowed to have that twang. You're not allowed to put you and all together like that. I dream. If I could move anywhere. I do say y'all too. If I could move anywhere and I could control the climate, I would move to Nashville just outside downtown. I'd have a lake, a small lake that I could have for myself. And Just we had a house. No, I mean for our oh. family. Okay, to make and sure. a barn. What if I move by myself? I love you too well, much. Well, you said a lake for myself. I meant for ourselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Is, uh, I could not do that. No, but if we didn't have the humidity. If there was no humidity in Do you remember with the Petal Tavern? We could do were, that once a week. If there were no giant flying cockroaches in Tennessee, I'd be down. We didn't see one of those when we were there. That's because it wasn't summer. Oh, we were there in March. Correct. Gosh, that was such a good town. I'd move to Carmel. You would. Yep, that's it. All right. That says everything. How snooty you are. 60 degrees year-round. Except it's on fire right now. Shame on you. That's sad. That's the truth. Bring us rain. Bring us rain. You should pray for that. I have. <laughs> Not yet. You haven't prayed yet, or it no, hasn't happened I, yet? It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I know. I was confused. <laughs> Okay, if anybody, anybody has listened to this point, the first person that texts me, 714-202-9402, 714-202-9402. If you text me the word hat, I'm going to send you a hat for listening this far, and a shirt, and a five-minute journal, and some stickers, and a keychain, and the $25 iTunes What's that gift- again? <laughs> Not you. And the $25 iTunes gift card that's on my desk. And a 30-minute content marketing strategy with John Welch's award. You what? can take that up if you want. That's wow. worth all of that. <laughs> okay, but the other part was really serious. If you've listened for an hour and 12 minutes, I'm not cutting a single moment of this episode. Even when poor Michelle didn't have her mic on because John screwed her out of turning it on. I was just... 
I, I had nothing to do with this I, equipment you, set up. Let me just say, it was the unfortunate overlooking. It was on. I tested it at the beginning. You must have you must have flipped it off when you moved it. I didn't touch you were, it. You were like this and you moved your mic. I was never this like this. My mic is not on. That would suck so do you know bad. How I, do you want to know how I moved this? Right here. I don't think so. I believe you. you should. Thank you. It's okay. You can admit you did something wrong. Seven one four two zero two nine four zero two. Text me hat, and you're gonna get that whole grab bag. I've never been able to say that. But you can't. You can't grab the red mallard bag nugget of gold. Yeah, you gotta harness that beast. You can take that. If you're in Orange County, I'll even treat you to breakfast at oh Mickey's. Oh my goodness, this is some. Yeah. North Orange County. North Orange County. Mickey's is a great place. Nikki's yes. mom was so nice today. She was a fine woman. You know, she said that she that she knew us from social media. She knew you? <laughs> us! Us! We're oh. social media famous. She Thanks. said she was so thankful. And then I told her that I'm on the menu. Oh, I have a menu I gotta show you. That I was on the menu and she goes, that's you? Cute. She was so proud of me. Egg whites. What a pansy. Today you and ordered scrambled eggs. Yeah, you ordered I, nothing but scrambled eggs. Talk about a pansy. No, but at least I ordered a burrito. At least my yolk is intact. Is it? <laughs> I called your doctor, by the way. Uh, oh, you did. I left a message. Yesterday. Let's get into that. No callback. Let's get into that. It's probably busy. You called my vasectomy doctor. That's right. You ready? Four kids, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, text vasectomy to that number. <laughs> you don't want to know what you'll get. <laughs> that was the best decision I ever made. After getting married and after having two kids. Of course. Beautiful kids. Yes. That was good, huh? Yes. When you don't want any more kids and you almost you think you're going to have another kid, that's See, pretty See, but scary. is that God's times? will for your life? Yeah. Let's get into a deep conversation that we're trying to spin up. No, we're landing the plane. Hour and 15 minutes almost. I guarantee you that somebody texts me to get all that stuff. That means they listened all the way to this point. There's like three people that I think would listen all the way to this point. Name them. Robert Clark. Bob. He'll definitely listen to this point. Tara Nichol, she'll definitely listen to this point. One more person. Bob doesn't need more hats. I don't know the third person. I will give Robert anything that he wants. He already has a Tesla. He is absolutely, I love every single client that I work with. He is absolutely at the top, the, the very top of my list. See, and if I was still paying you, I'm sure I'd be at the top too. He'd still be one of my best friends oh, to the max. That's very sweet. You guys are just it's too dis- sweet. It's disgusting. It's cute. My teeth hurt. All right, Great. so you listed two people. That's all I can think of. <laughs> that would listen all the way. That's that's that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all you need. I don't know who else subscribes. If you subscribe and you've listened to this point, just text me and let me know. Maybe I'll send you something nice. That's right. What do I get out of this? My friendship. I already had that. A lot of referrals. I've been referring you a lot of business. I haven't asked for anything. Jeez, I have asked dude. for actually. I have referred you business. Oh, I even want to say the client's name. Say him out loud. <laughs> they don't have a mind. <laughs> no. One I can think Start of that I've got. G. One, yeah, one that I've gotten paid for. How many have I referred to you? Hey. 
It's Does not a this contest. Matter? He did it. He started it. I okay, didn't start it. Let's not talk about it. I've allowed you to audition for many clients. It's my fault you can't seal a deal. Oh, my. Oh, boy. <laughs> don't make me. Don't Do you make know me. That... I'm going to get a big shirt, Ugh. and you guys are going to wear the Hug It Out shirt. And last week, we hug every day. Last week, I spent three hours of my time to oh. consult. For one of his clients and you're gonna get paid and i'm still waiting that same it. week i spent an hour of my time to do a live a virtual training for one of his clients that you won't get paid for. and friday <laughs> this coming friday two day three days after two days after recording this podcast because he decided to go on vacation i'm picking up his slack and i'm speaking on a panel at three o'clock in the afternoon on a friday when i normally am done working by that point you want to turn your mic off now I am. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's my work schedule. We're all proud of you. Thank you. You're going to do great on that pot. You know, I would never refer you if I didn't think you would knock it out of the park. <laughs> you know what he said to me, though? He said, can you not do that great of a job so that way that when I come back and do it, I can look better? Yeah. That's not exactly <laughs> what I said. That's, that is, what did you that say? Is, what did you say? What did you say? I said, don't be that amazing so that I can that they'll ask me back to come back, not just you. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, are you trying to squelch? Oh, ah. <laughs> I moved it. He lost, a, he lost the mic. Just hold it. Can you hold it? It's a boom mic. <laughs> it's popping a little. Okay. We've, oh, dude, it's getting so much feedback. Sorry. Oh, it's because that's out. Was it? Hold, please. It was out the whole time. No, it's because you pulled it out. You hope so. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, what happens. He's going to he's gonna hold his mic. We apologize for all the static. Out of John's mic every time he's talking. I apologize that mine wasn't turned on for the first 20 minutes. I don't think I did it, but I'm going to apologize anyway. Sorry. You give me one song, I'll sing it right now. Yeah. If I know it. Waffle by Cardi No, B. we don't want to hear that song. <laughs> we do not want to hear that one. All right. If you have listened this far, whether that was a hundred episodes or an hour and 18 minutes so far of this episode, or two hours and 20 minutes of one of my favorite episodes ever. That was with Colin Meeves. I think that was 20 minutes. We both cried on that episode. I've cried on at least a dozen episodes. <clears throat> Thank you. You're a sensitive guy. It's been good. It's been really, really good. You're changing lives. I don't know what I'm doing. That's good. As it relates to the podcast, but I'm having fun. It's been good. One hundred more. At least. Yeah. Five hundred. I don't know about that. All right. <laughs> I want the hundred million dollar Joe Rogan Spotify contract one day. Yeah, but at that point, a hundred million dollars is going to be worth like, yeah, hundred grand. <laughs> Maybe. Thank you for the old fashioned. Hey. Thank you for being my friend. Pleasure. Much better, baby. Yeah. Did you have fun? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 100 of the podcast. Does Michelle know what you do for a living? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. We'll, we'll is, save that is for that the next episode. No, no, no. Is that a question? Go ahead. No, let's, no, no, no. Go let's ahead. save that for the I'm next I'm not episode. Chandler Bing. She knows. He's Tell not me. a transponster. 
<laughs> for sure I at least know Boom! That. That's enough. What am I? <laughs> well, do we start from your evolution from beginning to where you are no, now? No, what is he doing right now? Right now, he does change. coaching, consulting, still, but I know you're mostly, that's your fave, is the coaching. You do speaking and training. Pretty good, huh? Excellence. Whoa. <laughs> Authenticity. Episode number 100 of the podcast is in the books. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.